Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, October 2nd, and it is Mailbox Monday, one of my favorite days of the week. I have an awesome question today from a listener who was a little upset with me over a reference to the Tooth Fairy. We're going to have some fun today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So a couple things going on you guys need to know about. First of all, we have a sponsor for the podcast. I'm going to be talking about five in a row over the next weeks and months. Uh, one of my very favorite activities, and you guys have heard me say this over and over again, is to read with our children. We've been reading with our seven children since, oh my goodness, our 26-year-old was a baby. And we still do it. I love five in a row, whether you're homeschooling or not. Um, it's basically a literature-based approach to uh, teaching your children all about the world around them. So um, I'm going to link back to all things five in a row today. If you're interested in reading to your children more, or if you're looking for a new way to get your children interested in reading, I promise you, you can't go wrong. The award-winning curriculum from Jane Lambert, fiveinarow.com. All right, I got an email. Well, let me back up a little bit before I get all riled up and just say uh, really, really exciting things are going on right now. Today is the first day uh, that we are in our new building. We are actually moving into the Homeschool Resource Center in Vancouver, Washington. Oh my goodness. You guys, this is an answer to years and years of prayer. Uh, we, we literally got in that building and just wept. So it's 17,000 square feet of homeschool goodness. We are opening a bookstore there called Headwaters and a coffee shop called The Raft at Headwaters. So we had a whole bunch of fun this last weekend uh, with our staff and with our family and our kids talking about different coffee drinks that we could name that would kind of go along with the theme. So the, it's the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. And uh, Firmly Planted, of course, comes from Psalm 1, that the man who walks with the Lord is like a tree who's firmly planted by streams of water. So we took the water, you know, the, the water theme of that verse and came up with headwaters. So look up the definition of headwaters. It's a pretty cool name for a bookstore. And then, and then uh, a friend of ours said, how about you name the coffee shop, The Raft. And so we started talking about the drinks that we could name after The Raft. So for example, uh, the green smoothies that we're going to make, those will be the life raft. <laughs> so we're going to have some fun. So if I'm, I'll link back to it. If you guys want to see what we're doing, uh, we're moving into it right now. So it's a big empty building. We spent uh, all day yesterday, Sunday after church, praying through that building and just uh, anointing it and praying over it and asking God to bless the ministry there and thanking him for what he's done. But you can check that out at fphrc.org. That stands for Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. So fphrc.org. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Rejoice with us. Uh, we are thrilled at what God is doing. Everything that we do here uh, is listener supported and we've been receiving donations for our ministry and to help with this podcast. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you would like to support the ministry, we would love it if you would do that. I will link back to how you can do that in the show notes today, but we are just really excited. The other thing that's really exciting that's coming up is I am leaving in just a couple of days with my family to fly to Charlotte, North Carolina for the very first uh, MomStrong conference. And so we are 
super excited about what God is doing there. You guys, come on out. If you haven't gotten your tickets for that event this weekend, we still have room for you. I'm telling you what, it's going to change your life. And I am just so excited about what God is doing. And I cannot wait to see you there and to hug your neck in person. Many of you asked if you could bring your books uh, that you've, those of you who've already purchased the MomStrong book, if I would cite it. And the answer is, of course, I would love to do that. And uh, several members of the launch team will also be there. So I hope that you'll come on out. Tickets are only $39.95. And I'm telling you what, um, I cannot. I can't encourage you enough. Bring your mother-in-law, bring your mom, bring your daughter, bring your friend, come out. Let's become mom strong together because your kids and you were born for such a time as this. And so I want to encourage you in your mothering. So speaking of being encouraged uh, in our mothering, <laughs> occasionally, occasionally uh, someone like me, who's really in the public eye and now has a book in Barnes and Noble, which by the way, if you missed my fun little book signing video, uh, check it out on Facebook. I went to Barnes and Noble uh, to sign books, and uh, they have me on a table, which is really fun, right next to Stephen King's novel It. And so I had a little bit of fun with that <laughs> Barnes and Noble last week, just enjoying the heck out of what God is doing through the message that He's put on my heart. So I am just enjoying that. For those of you who have have not yet purchased your copy of Becoming Mom Strong, I hope you will. I think it's going to encourage and bless you and equip you for the job, the incredible opportunity of raising children. Someone said to me, you know, raising children is not a hobby. It's a vocation. And that's true. When we uh, choose to have children, when the Lord gives us children, it should become more than just this thing that we accidentally do. We should be doing it intentionally and on purpose. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today at Mailbox Monday. I love getting your emails, as you know. If you guys would like to talk to me, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. But I got an email from a woman who was kind of ticked off. Uh, she heard me on the Georgine Rice Show. I've been doing a bunch of radio interviews lately as the uh, release of Becoming Mom Strong is happening. And uh, I was on the Georgine Rice Show, and we were talking about motherhood and and really my passion, which is to equip leaders, which that's what you are. If you're an adult, if you've got children, you're a leader. If you're a parent, you're a leader. And my heart is really to equip you to give, uh, give back to your children and give back to people around you. And we can't give our kids or anybody else what we don't have. And so I'm talking to Georgine and we're just having a great time. And I started talking to her about the beginning of the book. And for those of you who have read it, you know that the book starts out with me uh, lying in bed at about 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And I think my six or seven-year-old, probably six-year-old, came into me and uh, mama, mama, you know, she woke me up. She's like, tooth fairy didn't come last night. The tooth fairy didn't come. And I searched all over and I can't find it. So this is when uh, I will usually, you know, tug on my husband. You know, wake up, wake up, listen up. You know, we forgot again. <laughs> and so then I will distract her and say, well, it's our house is hard to find. And, you know, sometimes you know, if you don't have GPS, it's hard to find our house. And while I'm distracting her and and uh, talking to her, my husband's frantically searching the couch cushions for some spare change and putting them, you know, somewhere under her mattress or somewhere uh, and then we'll usually say, look again, go back and look again. Anyway, at one point I said, I said to my daughter, uh, honey, you need you, the tooth fairy. If she doesn't have GPS, she's going to have a hard time finding her house out here in the country. And she just, my daughter just looked incredulous at me. And she said, mama, uh, tooth fairies don't need GPS. 
she's a fairy. <laughs> so that was sort of the introduction uh, to the book, talking about how here I am, you know, 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I've already had my first failure of the day. And this is sort of the foundation for uh, becoming mom strong is that we often feel weak. Anyway, so I, I share this, what to me is a, a sweet story, and I get a blistering uh, a blistering email from a woman uh, who said, Heidi, I'll just read it to you for fun. This will be fun. Uh, Heidi, I just listened to you on the Georgine Rice Show. You were talking about teaching your children right from wrong and how to be discerning. And then you told the story about your daughter and the tooth fairy, and you told her that the tooth fairy needed GPS. That is lying, exclamation point. Moment of silence. For me, talking about lying to my own kids on a nationally syndicated radio show. All right, let's move along. You are lying and teaching your children to lie. You are also teaching them unbiblical things. Heidi, there are no fairies in the history of them is anti-Bible. At the least, you are not truthful. There is no Santa, no Easter Bunny, no Tooth Fairy. Study these things for yourself. <laughs> okay. okay, 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 Uncle. I, you know what? I, um, at some point you have we have to laugh, you guys, right? Because I know that some of you listening feel just the same way as this woman who who wrote to me. You're just nice enough not to write and call me a liar. And I appreciate that. And let me let me just, uh, let's talk about this. Like, we're friends. Let's talk about this for a while. So I grew up believing in the tooth fairy, and so did my husband. You know, the tooth fairy kind of takes the trauma out of that first, <laughs> that first lost tooth. You know, all of a sudden, your, tooth, your teeth are getting uh, loose, and then you lose a tooth, and your mouth bleeds, or somebody in your third grade class throws a baseball the wrong direction, and maybe all three of your baby teeth come out at once. And the tooth fairy sort of softens the blow a little bit, right? Because you think that maybe this is just me. I'm feeling a little punchy today. So maybe this is just me, but I take I I would take those those three teeth that came out at once to my mom and my mom would go, "Oh, honey, you know what? Wow. Oh, let me get you some ice." <laughs> and then she would say, "You know, the good thing about uh your swollen uh, bleeding mouth is that we're going to the tooth fairy's going to come and she's going to she's going to leave you something under your pillow. She's going to come and take those teeth and and I would be like, no way. My mom, yeah, she's she's coming. Sure enough, I wake up in the morning and those teeth would be gone and in their place would be a shiny dollar bill. And they took the trauma, my parents, out of losing that first tooth or getting your teeth knocked out and made it something that we actually looked forward to. We're like, yes, I just got hit in the face. The tooth fairy, the tooth fairy is going to come. And, uh, Jay's parents, they, you know, they, he believed in the tooth fairy too. And we turned out okay. We didn't walk away from the Lord or resent our parents uh, when it dawned on us one day that it was all a big ruse and that mom and dad were the ones who were actually staying up late or getting up early, searching the couch cushions for spare change to leave under our pillows. So we really, you know, I think sometimes Christians, I think it's actually okay for us to have some fun. All right. You know, my first thought when I get emails like this, my first thought is just, well, I bet you're not very much fun at parties. (laughs) We should be able to laugh a little bit and to encourage our children to have imagination. And it seems to me, 
and you guys feel free to, you know, to send me emails and get angry. But let me just let me let me just lay out. uh, Let me give you some food for thought, because it seems to me that the line between the tooth fairy and Dora the Explorer is very thin. Don't you guys think so? Because we, we don't tell our children that Dora the Explorer is not real. But they come to discover that on their own, just as they do uh, with the Tooth Fairy. And honestly, generally, uh, around the same time. Um, I, read a, I read a story uh, from a guy who has his own blog uh, on the internet who's mad at his parents, this grown man. He's angry at his parents because he said he felt like his parents had broken his trust by telling him that there was a Tooth Fairy. And I thought, is that what parents are doing? Teaching their children that they can't be trusted by telling them there's a tooth fairy? That that seems a lot like a lot uh, to put on your parents there, grown man. <laughs> I think uh, we live, this. I've talked about this a whole bunch, we live in a generation who just, we love to be offended. We're offended over everything. We're offended because our parents taught us there was a tooth fairy and one day we woke up and, oh my God, it's not true. And now we need therapy because... A, we're not losing our teeth anymore, and B, money's not showing up under our pillow. I actually think that might be what's really wrong with that guy. I think he's just bummed that money's not showing up under his pillow anymore, and then he realizes, oh my goodness, there is no tooth fairy, and holy cow, my teeth are permanent now, and what's the fun of that? And so he's mad at his parents to the point where he wants to blog about how they broke his trust. Uh, Can we mellow out a little bit? (laughs) We have some fun. So anyway, all that to say, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with participating in these traditions. Uh, Because honestly, you believe in uh, the tooth fairy and whatever, the Easter bunny, they promote a pretty healthy, the development, I think, of a pretty healthy imagination. And something else that's kind of interesting is they also teach children that it's okay to believe in something that you cannot see. Moment of silence. Because this is a basic aspect of our faith as believers. So I, you know, I searched the Bible about this and, and you know, I Googled like everybody else. And I just can't find a good argument, at least a good biblically based argument, uh, for not allowing our kids to enjoy thinking that there's a tooth fairy. You know, unless, of course, you want to go all the way there and say that we're lying to our kids. So let's let's do that just for fun. Uh, let's go there for a minute. So if we're lying about the tooth fairy, if we want to call it lying, uh, then we've, we've all, we're also lying about Rapunzel. And, uh, and we're fibbing, I guess, also when we neglected to sit our kids down and tell them that Mickey Mouse was just a figment of Walt Disney's imagination. And he wasn't, he's not really kids. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Disneyland this week. But I want to just sit you down right now and tell you that um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Mr. Toad, not real. So you can enjoy it if you want to, but Mr. Toad's not real. Uh, I just, did, are you guys doing that? Are you sitting down with your kids? With every, I mean, are you looking at every book that's on your shelf? I mean, I was just looking at the books I uh, on my shelf. I read to my kids about uh, Dr. Doolittle forever and a day. And boy, we had fun. And I read, you know, My Father's Dragon to my kids. And we read Mad About Madeline. And we've read, oh my goodness, the the five-minute fairy tales. And oh, for heaven's sake, a story about a squirrel that spoke. And I don't think I ever stopped and said, kids, before we read this story, I just want you to know the story I'm about to read to you is not real. Uh, Petunia. Did you guys read Petunia Goes to School? 
you know, or any of those stories? What about Harry the dog? He was a talking dog. I mean, some of you might be kind of angry right now. <laughs> Harry, Harry was a talking dog, but as it turns out, wait for it, dogs don't talk. They really don't. So if we're going to take this thing uh, all the way to its end, uh, let's take it all the way to its end. All right. So I just I I want us to just be encouraging to each other as parents. So Jay and I have chosen because we're free to do so to participate in and enjoy some of the traditions of our own childhood, in part because it's fun to pretend and to encourage the imagination of our children. But in so doing, our children also see that these things are not meant to replace Christ. You can still have fun, you guys, and uh, and not sin. You really can. And so I think in some ways we redeem the traditions of men and we use them for the glory of the Lord. So let me give you an example. Since since this lady in her angry email brought up Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and and uh, the Easter Bunny or whatever, uh, at Easter, we tell our children about the resurrection of Jesus. Obviously, this is what Easter is, right? It is the resurrection. It's the day that we celebrate uh, the promise that was that was kept, that God made. And he said, I have a plan and something, something big is going to go down. And something big went down and he sent his son and we celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas and we celebrate his resurrection at Easter, obviously hugely important. We also uh, look for Easter eggs. Why do we do that? Um, Because it's fun. (laughs) So we gave, my husband was a pastor for years and years and uh, we would give our kids Easter baskets and we would say it was from the Easter bunny because it was fun. But you know what else we were doing? We were crafting an empty tomb with our kids. We were we were letting our children look into the tomb uh, and, and ask, where is Jesus? And even the little ones, uh, even our three-year-olds uh, can tell us, well, Jesus isn't there uh, because he died and he rose again. So he's not in the empty. He's not there. The tomb is empty because he's risen. Now, even though our kids don't fully understand the concept of the resurrection, they will as they as they get older, because they'll recognize that people around them uh, die. We learn that from our animals, from pets, right? We learn that people get sick, and we and then we learn that God is a healer. And we want to tell our children, uh, this is really why we celebrate Easter. It's not because there's an Easter bunny. It's because there's a God. It's because there's a God, and He sent His Son Jesus, and He died for you. Wow. That is so important. Uh, I thought about this and another thing that I, uh, and you know, the other thing, I, let me just say, I never confused uh, the Easter Bunny with Jesus. Like I always knew that the Easter Bunny wasn't real. It was just something we had fun with. But the real deal for Easter was that that Jesus rose from the dead. And I think we can we can give our kids a little more credit uh, than what we're than what we're giving them. And when our kids were little, they watched you know Sesame Street and Dora the Explorer and I don't know Scooby Doo. And are those things real? Of course not. But for a time, if our daughter saw uh, their daddy pick up an Elmo puppet at the store and put his hand in that little puppet, my, that our kids would squeal with delight as my husband's hand made that puppet come to life in the store aisle, because as children, Elmo was as real to them as any other make-believe character. But as they got older, Elmo stopped being real and sort of transitioned into this character that helped them learn some valuable lessons in life. Elmo said, you're a good friend. You remember that? And that's okay. 
And there, the same thing can be said of fictional characters that we find in storybooks and on television. Parents, we can use the culture to help our children develop their imaginations, but we also want to use it to help them learn about values, help to help how to treat others, how to make good decisions, and even how to think about God. So since this dear listener brought up uh, some of the other so-called lies that are common among uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, let me briefly address Christ, uh, Christmas for just a minute, because we're coming into the holidays. Uh, we're in October now. I can't even believe I just said that out loud, but we're in October now. Christmas should point people to Jesus, right? The salvation of sinners through the death and resurrection of Jesus is the goal of talking about Christmas, right? Luke 19 tells us that Jesus came to save uh, and seek the lost at Christmas. That's what we celebrate. At Christmas, he came to save sinners. That's 1 Timothy. In Mark 10, 45, it says that he came to give his life as a ransom for many, and we learn in Matthew that he, he didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. We found that in 1 John 3. And he came at Christmas so that through death, he could destroy the one who has the power of death. Don't believe me? Hebrews 2. So the, so the birth of the Son of God is a simply stunning and glorious a celebration. And it's infinitely uh, important that we teach our children the meaning of Christmas and why we, you know, all of our kids know that Christmas is not about Santa Claus, but our family has enjoyed the tradition of Santa Claus. And at the end of the day, our kids knew he was imaginary. And I think that's important, you know, especially when we're talking about, uh, you know, we never said, oh yeah, he's absolutely, yep, hundred percent. If our kids question whether or not he was real, we would usually wink at them. And they just knew because our goal was always to glorify Jesus and give thanks for his birth and also to have some fun. So I just want to encourage you today uh, on this Mailbox Monday, if you choose to have fun with the Tooth Fairy, be at peace. And if you don't, uh, be at peace with the freedom of your brothers and sisters in Christ who do enjoy these traditions. And we need what we need, parents, and I've said this a hundred thousand times, I'm going to say it again. We need guidance from the Holy Spirit. It's okay to have some fun. That's okay too. Uh, and the Holy Spirit's not going to guide you into something that is, uh, that's going to dishonor God. And so I just want us to be uh, loving toward each other and cognizant of uh, having discernment in the way that we walk out this life with our children. You know, I was, I was thinking about my conversation with Rebecca last week about kids uh, who walk away from the Lord and kids who rebel. And so often when we talk to these kids, you know, what I hear from them is I didn't have a lot of relationship. There wasn't a lot of laughter and fun in our house. And you know what, you guys, Christians should be some of the most joyful, joy-filled people to be around. Why? Because at the end of the day, our hope is not on this earth. Our hope is found in Jesus alone. It's found in Christ alone. And your children are not going to be confused by that. If, if you've been infusing it into their hearts, they won't be confused by it. They won't be confused because you have been teaching them to be discerning. And so the next time uh, you sit down and read Dr. Doolittle with them or, uh, some Dr. Seuss book or uh, a story about a talking dog, they're not going to be confused about where their hope lies. They're going to know it is in Christ. 
whether the tooth fairy uh, shows up and puts a, a quarter under their pillow or whether he doesn't. And in the meantime, can I just encourage us to a place of loving each other? You know, I have friends who don't do any of these things, but those issues never come up between us because we trust each other. And that's a, the that's kind of the last thing I want to say in this podcast on this Mailbox Monday uh, is just that we need to trust each other and pray for each other that the Lord will give us a heart for our children that extends far beyond the temporary things of this earth so that our children can grow up in our in homes that are joyful and Christ-centered. And hopefully, Lord willing, they're going to want to come back over and over and over again to the memories that they had in childhood, to the way that there was laughter and love in the in our homes, and the fact that we pointed our children to Jesus. So I hope that encourages you today. I've got a whole bunch of other emails that I, I would love to get to, and I will, um, as we continue uh, talking out this mailbox uh, on Mailbox Monday. If you've got a question for me, shoot it to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. My friend, Dr. Shannon Irvine, is going to be coming on the podcast with me on Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about pursuing your dreams, and she is a spitfire. You guys are going to love her. So invite your friends, come back. I want to thank Five in a Row again uh, for their sponsorship of Mailbox Monday. We are excited to see what happens as the sponsorship continues. If you love this podcast, would you do me a favor and head over to iTunes and go to the iTunes store, uh, click on the Busy Mom podcast and that little gear shift and leave a review for this podcast. And also... If you have, if you've read Becoming Mom Strong, it would just bless me to death if you could get onto Amazon and leave a review for Becoming Mom Strong. Uh, we are just super excited. I have a major announcement to make uh, about um, the launch of a brand new ministry, Mom Strong International. We are going to be starting uh, groups in our homes and in churches, and every week I'm going to have a new uh, a new Bible study for you to talk about. You can meet once a month or once every uh, every other week, or you could even meet once a week. But it's a membership-based um, a membership based ministry that my husband and I have been praying over and working on for a really long time. And we just now are getting ready to, uh, to uh, introduce it to you. So it's a MomStrong International. If you're interested in being a leader uh, for MomStrong, um, I want to invite you to submit an application. The application process, anybody, of course, can read the book, and I hope you all do, and anyone can start a book club. Uh, MomStrong International is a ministry for women who want to um, encourage and bless and mentor other women and other mothers in their walk with God so that we can equip our children with uh, the things of the Lord. So we are super excited about the launch of MomStrong International and really, really uh, praying about what God will do. So uh, check out the show notes today for more information on that. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. It's Monday. Make it a good one. Smile. Have some fun with your kids. And I will see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. <laughs>